0: Hey, this is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Aerialist Podcast. How's it going, guys? Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Before we get started, check the show notes, Aerial Rehab there if you want to check it out. A free three-part series dropping to inboxes very, very soon. And then the mini course by Wrap Your Head Around Silks. So, if you want to check me out as a teacher, really easy way to log into the student portal. So I'm really excited to have Samantha Manu here. She is an Aussie. She's she's based in Sydney. She's a teacher mostly on Lyra and and trapeze she is a mom of a toddler and also 35 weeks pregnant probably now 36 uh recording a little early so we talk all about um her pregnancy what it's like to train and teach while pregnant what it was like to come back to her practice after her first kid and uh You know everything that surrounds that so I'm really excited for you guys to get to know Samantha all right guys let's get started in Australia yes slightly in the future (laughs) slightly in the future where are you in Australia so I'm in Sydney you're in Sydney I love Sydney I've only had a good experience in Sydney I was there at the exact perfect time of year and it was picturesque
1: Yeah, it's a pretty beautiful city. I I wish I could say I lived anywhere close to the beauty of the harbor. I'm not. I'm very much on the outskirts of Sydney. Uh, It's okay, because
0: I live in LA, and I'm just nowhere close to the beach. So it's fine
1: uh yeah that's the same yeah (laughs) nowhere close so samantha
0: i had put out on the mama's facebook group that i was looking for some diversity in story and in geographic diversity and correct me if i'm wrong did did like did you suggest yourself to me or did somebody else
1: no, I had some That's colleagues, right. and students of mine. So- yes. You had at least two people be like Samantha.
0: So, um,
1: what's what's that about? Your
0: students just want to hear.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I don't know. They want to. They want me to share my story a little bit. I suppose after listening to some of your, you know, previous podcasts, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm really suited to no be why not podcast, but no listen. why not because
0: uh i like of course i have the people that like everybody knows but then you got to mix it up with all the sure. the other diverse stories
1: uh samantha tell us just just tell us a little bit about yourself Uh, Hi, I'm Samantha Manu. My um, stage name, as a lot of people know me by, is the Metal Aerialist. Um, So I've been doing aerial now for 10 years. Um, Before that, I did pole dancing for maybe three or so. Um, But once I started aerial, you know, that was it for me. Um, That was the new love. I have a two-year-old daughter and I have a 35-week (laughs) <laughs> um, daughter inside me still. So I love uh, this. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we are um, almost there. Yeah. So you're...
0: Okay, so this is the part I didn't know. I didn't know you're currently pregnant. Can I tell you, for the podcast being called The Expecting Aerialist, I very rarely get the timing right to have somebody on here when they're oh, actually yes, yes. pregnant. So I think it's good because yes. everything's more... <laughs> Like in like in hindsight, people forget all types of details, but when you're in it, everything's right up close. So this is great. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna. I want to get into your pregnancy and then your post-pregnant your pregnancy earlier. But um, as an aerialist, are you? You you said
1: you're a teacher. Yes. So yeah, I'm currently still teaching. Um, I am. 35 weeks as i said obviously things are much harder now than they were uh you know a few weeks ago but um yes still teaching um and yeah loving it feeling good i teach lira or aerial and trapeze predominantly and do you what studio are you at uh so i teach at a
0: few different studios across sydney Is there, is there a huge, is there a big community?
1: Like how many active studios are there? Yeah, it's quite, quite large now. Um, Although, I mean, being in it, I would say there is, there are quite a few studios around. Um, But when you always talk to people who don't do aerial, they still, you know, it's still the coolest thing in the world to them. Um, (laughs) And it is the coolest thing in the world to do. So that's fine. Um, But yeah, I would say we're, branching out a lot more in Sydney yeah okay so
0: I am a silks and hammock person before I'm a hoop person and I will not touch a dance trapeze mm. to save my life will not touch it when my friend just <laughs> says just treat it like a hammock I'm like yeah. have you lost your mind there's this hard bar and then two knobs that are even harder you you lost your mind so When I was training Lyra, because I train Lyra, I just, it's not my first. When Mm -hmm. I was pregnant, I got on that thing and I was like, oh hell to the no. Like it, it hurt so much more than normal. So please give me, please give me your thoughts on your (laughs) apparatus because you're used to it. It's different (laughs) when it's your primary.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I would say, um, trapeze is my first love. And I always start, I started static trapeze before going into dance. But it's a lot harder to find places to perform static than, you know, of course, the single point dance. Um, But, yeah, I've not really, like, being pregnant, I find that, um, you know, when you wrap yourself in the trapeze, it hurts a little bit more than normal. I'm sure all the hormonal things, you know, are to thank for that. Um, but I've not really, yeah, I've not really found lira or Trapeze to um, really affect me in any way um, extra while being pregnant. Um, I am, Silks is actually, it's funny we're talking about this, Silks is my <laughs> least <laughs> preferred. <that, I'm> honest. <laughs> totally. I just not, i have I've just not done it that much, and I don't feel you know confident on it like I do on the metal bar. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've been doing them for so long that being pregnant is just another you know some some other kind of hurdle that you have to. Yeah. So to. I Basically. feel like um, that's what happens when it's your
0: primary. Like nothing hurts man silks anymore. Like my students are complaining about it twenty four seven and it's so irritating when they're complaining. <laughs> I like yes. Come on. Like like yeah, yes. like stop. But when did that did the front balance go away pretty fast? Like
1: yeah, okay. that was yeah, that's definitely the first thing. Yeah. Well, it depends <laughs> on
0: your your anatomy, oh. not your anatomy. Your proportions, I think, because depends on where your hip bones are compared to your belly button all that stuff um okay second obvious question how has your flexibility been throughout do you feel a difference
1: not really I'm quite I'm lucky I'm quite flexible anyway post pregnancy as post I should say okay before yeah um uh, and I'm slightly like a mildly hypermobile. So, if anything, uh, my first pregnancy, I didn't really have this issue, but this one, I've been getting a lot of pelvic joint pain, uh, which I didn't get previously. So, I've had to adjust a few things that I would normally, you know, do with ease um, on Lyra entropies. But what those things are actually haven't affected me that badly Uh, yeah um so my flexibility is pretty so you don't feel
0: like the relaxing is making you like super bendy okay that's that's probably a good thing since you're a little bit hypermobile.
1: probably good yeah Yeah, definitely (laughs) Uh,
0: do you feel like um do you feel like you have SI joint problems in the back or in the front
1: uh a little bit of okay. both, but um, I with my first pregnancy, I kind of had little pain, and that was it. This one, like I'm, I actually strained my symphysis pubis okay. slightly at the start of pregnancy, and I think it's just. It's just kind of gotten worse. Did it just... You know, it's just one of those things that they're like, you're pregnant. It sucks. (laughs) Well, did it shift just
0: on its own? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, And... But I I was lucky because my physio kind of just said, it's actually... You actually do a pretty good sport because being in the air means you're not weight-bearing and that's when you're going to feel the pain mostly. Um, yeah, so only so when you're like walking. Few- and standing. That's, which is actually still a lot. Exactly. Yeah, just walking, going upstairs, getting in and out of the car. You know, those normal those things. Those very normal
0: pedestrian things. Right, right.
1: But being in the air, not a problem. <laughs> um, what are some things you do to relieve the pain? Um, so I've got one of those pelvic belts that I can't really wear while I'm training or teaching, but um, certainly for, like, you know, as we said, the pedestrian activities, walking around and everything, it helps. Um, the pain has is just kind of constantly there, though. Um, worse at night, so, like, once, you know, I've slept through the night, wake up and it's like I need to limp. Oh, for about man ready to get going does yeah. it help because that I never time.
0: had SI joint paint in the front I always had the pain present in the back and it actually my True. chiropractor when I was pregnant is that the first first trimester my one of my elephant ears was completely out and once he put me back in oh, yes. it was better it's not like it kept shifting around you're talking about the pelvic belt to help like stabilize you after it got back Put back yeah. in it wasn't so problematic but I had to like what helped me was to like lay on a roller on my back with it underneath my hips and do like a million different exercises but I think that pubis symphysis is different because it's when the front is problematic
1: yeah that's it so mo- mostly I only get back pain if I've been you know I think like re- regular blood pregnancies it's like if you're standing too long or if I'm you know carrying my daughter while I'm 35 weeks pregnant is not ideal but it has to happen sometimes so wait how old is she again
0: she's two okay so my bean behind me is two and a half I am having some major pain like not pain that like I'm feeling right now but when my arm is Outside my body, like far, far from my body, and I'm holding her. Like if I have to, like she would jump somewhere uh, where my yes. arms are like out, like kind of far away from my body. I'm trying to support 25 pounds. That's how heavy she is, probably right now. So this is killing me. I cannot even imagine having that and then being 35 weeks pregnant as well. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess, I don't know. I I guess because I, I've just been, you know, constantly lifting her or picking her up along the way, my body slowly gotten used to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know.
0: The thing is, is that I always, I think about everybody that I've interviewed who has more than one. I'm like, how do you do it? And you just do it. That's the thing. Like... <laughs> Yeah. I, don't, exactly. I, I think that's always the answer. And then, of course, when this one comes out of your body, then you're going to just have to do that. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so tell us about this pregnancy besides the pubis
1: symphysis. How's it been going? Uh, yeah, generally pretty good. Yeah. Um, I've I've had both my first one and this one. I'm pretty lucky. Um, you know, first trimesters always, um, well, it's been pretty crappy for me, you know, but I would just nauseous. Yeah. Nauseous and actually throwing up. Um, but as soon as I would throw up in the morning, then it was like, I could have the rest of my day. I was fine. I didn't feel sick at all for the rest of the day, but guaranteed every morning I would wake up feeling sick. Yeah. So that stopped around 14 weeks or so. And then, yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. yeah. It's been pretty good apart from the pubisynthesis. It's, um, yeah, I've been really lucky, I think, because I know so many friends who have gone through, you know, all sorts of different things in pregnancy. So do you mind if I ask you your age? I'm 31. Okay.
0: So your training. Okay. So what are you able to do in the studio?
1: Um, So to give you an example, um, one of my regular classes, we call it lyrography. So it's, you know, just choreographing stuff on hoop. Um, So last week on Wednesday, I demonstrated their entire new routine, you know, doesn't have um, the things that I can't do in it, but um, still very much able to yeah I guess go through stuff like that my students I'm pretty lucky they were with they've been students of mine for a long time so generally they were with me for the first pregnancy as well so they're very um understanding when I'm like I'm not going to do this trick but I will describe it to you um, you know and correct you when needed and all that kind of thing so While I'm still able to do stuff in it, I'm also aware that I'm 35 weeks and I need to calm down a little bit. Uh,
0: You're way nicer to your students than me. Basically, I was on pelvic rest after 20 weeks because I had a low-lying placenta. So I was teaching the whole time, not demoing at all. So my students really got that opportunity to learn that skill set, which is like talking and then they do it. Um... Can you, can you do an inversion right now? I
1: can. It just doesn't look very good. (laughs) But you can still get your hips up. That's, that's great. Mostly. Yeah. It depends on what kind of, like I, I was still training trapeze, um, for myself. Like, so me as a student, um, only, you know, up to two weeks ago. And I was still doing inversions in the rope and everything. Wow. Um, just, yeah, they don't look very nice. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: but no pullovers and no uh, legs under the bar. So you, you're kind of limited
1: to a straddle inversion to get on? Yeah, definitely straddle inversion. But um, I can, like I was still tr- uh, training pikes and splits under the bar, but obviously I can't pull straight into those. Cause I don't have enough room. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. So impressive. Some people literally check all the episodes for the ones that are stories like this to be like, how long? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you are 35 weeks. Do you have a particular birth plan?
1: Um, yeah, I, I had a non-planned cesarean for my first, um, baby and because of that um my doctor suggested we do the same so I'm totally fine with that so I've got a date and everything and hopefully we'll make it to that date how do you feel about it are you are you are you excited
0: to have it planned
1: yeah very very excited yeah I'm I'm very much Done, I think this <laughs> <story>. <laughs> Even though I
0: still I still have Over four weeks left You have senioritis yet. On being pregnant I did I did too I feel like um, Yes You know I feel like People are In one camp Or the other The, the people I talk to Either they're super I want to get The midwife And the pool And the natural And like No uh, What's it called When interve- Intervention No intervention Right Oh uh, yeah And then and then the other camp, which I'm in, which is kept this baby out of me, <laughs> like right now, like yeah. So uh, yeah, pretty much. So it's very interesting. It's very interesting to to see the differences and what people prefer and why and their experience with it.
1: And it's very, it's very cool. I think I think for my first, maybe I was a little bit more hoping for an, you know a natural birth, but. Then at the end of the day, like it couldn't happen. So I was like, okay, well, t- <laughs> just get the baby out there in the safest yeah. way possible. So this time I'm very much more relaxed. About yeah. It. Instead yeah. of having a back, because I know that
0: some women have gone for that, where you do the vaginal birth after C-section. It just, it's literally called that, right? Yeah. I just interviewed somebody and she had like an amazing experience hypnobirthing very naturally and I'm just like listening to her and I'm just like wow like that's not me that didn't happen to me but that's amazing that happened with you you know (laughs) um so you're gonna be a toddler mom and a newborn mom how are you thinking that you're gonna go about like is there anything from the first one that you'd be like okay I want to try something new or is it like It works so well with the first. Let's see if it works well with the second.
1: Yeah, I think um, my husband and I are really both just go with the flow kind of people. So we'll, you know, try the same kinds of things that we did with the first. um, And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, we'll try something else. Yeah, we're just really relaxed about the whole thing, which everyone keeps telling me is why my daughter's fairly chill. chill. Okay, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> no one would describe
0: me as chill in
1: in my life. <laughs> well, it depends. It depends what we're talking about, right? <laughs> For baby stuff, I'm chill. Maybe not. Other um was your was your first a good sleeper? Yeah, she's a really good sleeper. My little. I know I'm probably going to get destroyed.
0: No, you don't know. Like my little bean, (laughs) my little bean, she didn't sleep a full night until after 18 months. Oh, wow. It was a long time. And now she sleeps like a champ. But man, she, she like, she tested my, because like, I'm also not one to be able to like, not go without sleep very well like some people can my partner he can be Mm -hmm. sleep deprived and function pretty pretty good that is that is not me yeah Yeah. so um okay so this is exciting so can you tell me what your process was getting back into the air after your first
1: might have been about four sorry i should say i did I've got a rig set up at home and I think we did, I did a toe hang at like five weeks post oh baby because I was just you, so excited. You trapeze people head. with your
0: fucking toe hangs. You would
1: not pay me enough money to do a toe hang <laughs> yes. for any
0: reason, but this is a silks person talking to you. I'm like, Oh my God, you guys are crazy. Yeah.
1: So, so that was like the fir- that was the first thing, but then other parts, you know, doing very simple tricks um, were a bit more painful because obviously there's a scar there and you're stretching your muscles and everything. Um, yeah, so I probably, I properly started training um, maybe about four months, I want to say, post. And um, I, that's when I decided I didn't want to do lira or trapeze because I know them so well. I didn't want to come back and realize my weaknesses. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so instead I decided, yeah, instead I decided to um, do hammock instead or sling. And I'd never really done much. i dabbled in it. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed that so much more because not only was I – learning a new apparatus i was without knowing gaining my strength back <laughs> okay wait so let me let me mirror
0: mirror back that psychology back to you yeah. <laughs> so because you don't want to be reminded that you you can couldn't do what you used to do if you were on a different apparatus it didn't feel that way to you because it was new correct I've literally never heard anybody say that because the foreign the foreignness of it is enough of a barrier to entry. You know, people want to get back to something they're comfortable with.
1: Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay,
0: I understand that. But this is so interesting because I was just like that. Is, never occurs to me. But then I guess, it, like, you're thinking, I don't. I'm not good at this anyway. Exactly. <sighs> yes. Maybe you're not from Australia. Maybe you're from the Upside Down. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you you started on Hammock about four months postpartum and you loved it? It actually
1: worked out well for me because um, I ended up teaching Hammock as well when I got back. So I was able to pick up, you know... I mean, I guess like once, once you've been doing aerial for a while, you can. There are transferable skills, especially between trapeze and hammock. There were a lot of things that we were doing that I could, you know, very easily go, "Oh yeah, I know that move on trees." Um, so yeah, then when I started teaching, um, I picked up. I mean, it was maybe just two or three days a week, very you know, minimal for me, probably five to six months then post. um, Yeah, then I ended up teaching beginner hammock as well. So it kind of helped me in the long run. I mean,
0: hammock is just so good postpartum to like, give yourself a little assistance while you're trying to do these really hard things. Is there anything like for example when I went back so I I went back I had a C-section as well and I went back to teaching at two and a half months. And that means that I was like light, wow, lightly training with them. That's crazy. I wasn't doing a lot. Like I was lightly training with my students and when I first went back two things were definitely gone. My hip key in the air and my inversion in the air. It was the oddest thing to me for my brain to know how to do something and then my body not to respond. Did you have anything like that or were you just not surprised? I guess
1: I guess I shouldn't have been surprised by that. I definitely noticed um, my abs the most, I guess. So I. Um, because I wasn't doing as much lira or trapeze, which were, you know, my predominant apparatuses, I guess the only real thing I noticed with hammock was, yeah, the ability for me to be like, oh, the the instructor would demo something. And I'm like, that seems simple, no problems. And then me not, you know, physically being able to lift my legs in that way, yeah, um, and being a bit bummed by that. But then... You know, after doing the term, it was really awesome for me to look back and be like, well, 10 weeks ago I couldn't do that trick and now I can. So clearly, you know, progress is being made. Um, But there weren't any, I guess it's similar because it would be those, yeah, those like inverting in the air kind of tricks where I struggled the most um, yeah, all the all the abdominal stuff, heavy abdominal stuff. I yeah,
0: say, yeah, and you 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 teach a lot. I teach a lot. The thing that I've experienced this year the most probably is a bunch of really really like emotionally distraught students who took a break over the pandemic, and they've lost yeah. everything. <laughs> and I really feel like my experience postpartum helps me guide them.
1: Do you feel that? For sure, yeah. yeah. That's where I that's where I often suggest what worked for me. Obviously, I don't know if it's for everyone, but I'm like, that's why I went and tried a different apparatus. And then maybe after you do that for a couple of months, you come back to Lyra or something and you may find that you're stronger than you, you know, when you first tried to come back or it's not for everyone though, but It might
0: work. Um, I'm assuming that you are planning to uh, come back to it after this pregnancy. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Do you have any, uh, are you having any feelings about it?
1: I, I think partly that's the reason why I'm trying to hold on as long as possible. Okay. Now, you know, still teaching, still every now and then getting myself into the hoop or the trapeze to be like, no, no, I can still do this at the moment, it's okay. Um, Because I know what it's like afterwards and I know that it's hard, especially, you know, the first um, month or so for sure. Yeah, I think that's why I'm trying to hold on as long as possible, but at the end of the day, it'll just be what it'll be and, you know, every, hopefully the cesarean, I had a pretty a pretty decent recovery with my first. So I'm just hoping that it'll be as close to as possible with this one. Um, It's it's not the only
0: reason, but it is one of the reasons why I don't want to have a second because... Yeah, this is my second time coming completely back the first one was because I I um broke my leg in half oh yes <laughs> be that was 10 years ago and then I had to come completely back <laughs> and then again when she was born almost three years ago yeah. but um it's not but the thing is it's like in one way you know you can do it but then you're like oh I'm gonna do this at least that's my that's my thought process but um But I think that's the other reason other women need to hear these stories, because you have a you have like a very calm confidence around it that that's what you do. Mm -hmm. Of course, you'll get back to it. You're going to go with the flow. You are very chill. I like it. (laughs) With (laughs) With certain with certain things. Um, Do you have any uh, do you have any advice out there for people who are might be like you either that they're teachers turning into moms or they're juggling gonna juggle two perhaps or they're just going through your pregnancy do you have any uh,
1: wise wise words the thing that has worked for me the most is to just you know listen to your body um so I've been going for this long this pregnancy because my body has been telling me it can handle it the first pregnancy I didn't go for as long i I think I stopped at about 32 weeks or so um yeah so it's just honestly listen to your body listen to you know if you're in constant pain it might not be something that you can continue for a bit um if you're not then why not continue it I love that I feel like your students your
0: students <laughs> must because uh, like I feel that calmness with you they, they must get a lot of that energy from you too
1: Maybe, yeah. I, I also run a um like a show, basically, um, on my own that a lot of them have seen me perform at while pregnant as well. What's the show called? It's called Eternity. Okay. So it's a um essentially an opportunity for people who listen to rock and metal music to perform to those genres. Amazing. There's something for everybody. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, so I think a lot of them have seen me essentially the, the, I've only run three shows so far. Um, so I've been pregnant the whole way through. (laughs) So I guess they've seen that as well as me instructing still. Um, yeah, just, we just keep moving on.
0: Okay. So one last, one last question and you don't have to answer it, but I love asking anybody who's (laughs) not living in America, this question. What do y'all think of us right now? Because this country is crazy right now. <laughs> like, what are you going like when you say America, like what are like the thoughts that pop into your
1: head? <laughs> Yeah, it's a little to think that, um, yeah, it's, it certainly makes me thankful that, uh, you know, all those years ago when my parents uh, migrated, they migrated <laughs> to Australia. <laughs> like, oh, goodness. I've lived here my whole life, right? So
0: I was born here. So I don't want to live anywhere else. But I just think to myself, like, if I was on the outside looking in, like, if I didn't live here and I was looking out this mess happening in front of me, holy shit, I would have some thoughts. But so but we're here to support all women. I, I love this community because regardless of who I interview where there seems to be such common threads of. Like-mindedness, not, not to say that you always want to talk to somebody who thinks the way you think, but it's true. Like, there's a lot of like-mindedness and a lot of support, regardless of where people live. And I, I like that. Um, like a podcast can bring people together because you guys are geographically pretty far away. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want, I want all the podcast uh, guests that I've interviewed from other countries to come visit us in LA and come, come train. At some point,
1: yeah, I would. I yeah, I would love to. I've um, my husband and I have, you know, had this America Canada trip in the back of our heads for so long, um, but you know, other things take priority. So I'm sure we'll get there. Well, and there's a worldwide
0: point. pandemic in there somewhere too, so
1: well, not exactly, exactly easy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, this has been great talking to you. Uh, yeah you too all right thank you samantha for coming on the pod love talking to you and thanks for sharing your story um we all wish you a collective uh good vibes for baby number two coming out so um, we're thinking about you and i'd probably love to bring you back to talk about the after so My friends, please check the show notes if you haven't yet signed up for Arrow Rehab or the free mini course. It is all free for you guys. Just tons of resources on my website. If you want to check it out, wrap your head around silks. And if you'd honor me with a five-star rating and a review where you get your podcasts, it would help so, so much. You guys are awesome. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. All right, guys, see you next time. This is the Expecting Girls Podcast.